sandwich if I called a hot dog a sandwich? Do you think that you would be fine with it? If not, then why? Let's bust this wide. Mary, Carrie, Kelly, oh my, is it a sandwich? Well, let's decide. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Matt Dill, your producer who has yet to find a way to eat chicken noodle soup without slurping up those noodles. While I try to figure that out, get ready because order up. Mary can hear us. Amazing. Yay. Everyone, you don't need to know what just happened. This is episode <laughs> six of season two. We are wrapping up our mission to try to figure out if cereal is soup. Uh, just a sidebar there, Matt. It's an impossible task. You got to slurp your noodles. You do. I'm just going to put that out there. I think you got to. My, uh, my grandmother would disagree, but I agree with you. <laughs> Oh, man. Friends, it's nice to have you here. I'm your friend, your pal, Kelly Zemnikas, one of your co-hosts on Order Up. We're so glad you're listening in as you do each episode. And uh, as I say, episode six, we're wrapping this baby up with a big guest. I'm very excited to get uh, our guest's thoughts today. Um, But uh, I got to ask, we haven't brought this up yet. Um, my father will frequently have soup for breakfast, which I think is weird. Anybody else? Have you ever done it? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's that's madness. It seems crazy to me. Although I have to say, I have had salad, uh, like Israeli type of salad, not salad like with lettuce and like a, a heavy dressing, but like. A salad with sort of tomato and cucumbers and lemon and oil and stuff. It's sort of an Israeli, Middle Easterny thing kind of to do. Yeah. And you have a bagel with a salad. That I could do, but not soup. Yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, I was thinking good. like at a buffet, you see a lot of things at a buffet. Mm. You don't see soup. That, <laughs> that is wrong. That is wrong. <gasps> no, no like in Vegas or something. Because. Yeah. You, they expect oh. you to be up all night, so oh. your breakfast could also be your dinner. <laughs> yeah, or Marie Calendars when okay. you go to their brunch, and we've lost a lot of Marie Calendars in mm-hmm. California. But when you go to their brunch lunch, they have soup at the the buffet. Hmm. What kind so, of soup? All sorts of soup, and okay. the salad is up as well. Which okay. makes me very cross because <laughs> the idea of having eggs with a salad, mm. I can do what you're doing. I get the Israeli salad with the bagel. That yeah. that I'll meet you mm. at. But okay. it, it's sort of, it truly is brunch meeting lunch. And we all know that brunch meeting lunch, brunch is really not meeting lunch. No. It's bigger portions of eggs and bacon and yeah. save, sweet and savory. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know if you guys You're not. I don't think you're wrong. I, no, you're not wrong. But I'm wondering about the breakfast buffet where they have the hot oatmeal type of thing, which I really like. And then you put the uh, brown sugar on and some st- – I love that. That is kind of soupy. Yeah. Mm. But like Sli- a garden vegetable Campbell's chicken noodle. No. Kind of <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you lost me. No. No, no, no. <laughs> now I say that. My father – is uh, 89 years young, so he can do whatever the heck he wants. Yes, he um, but uh, it's weird, Dad. It's just weird. That out there. Yeah. Um, anyhow, uh, as we do on the show, Matt will get us started with some random, fun, quirky food facts. What do you have for episode six, Matt? Uh, well, uh, 
I got some numbers for you. Uh, the United States, you think, you know, it's, it's love of breakfast cereal would be number one. It's actually the fourth consumer of pre-made or ready-to-eat breakfast cereals in the world. Um, so if, if you look at the consumption of ready-to-eat breakfast cereals, the number one uh, f- consumer of those cereals is the UK with 6.8 kilograms per year. Uh, given the number of huh. Scottish people uh, that there are, I'm sure their, their love of oatmeal makes up a large <laughs> portion of that. Um that's actually followed by Canada oh, as huh. number two with 4.8 kilograms per year. And again, with the number of Scottish people in Canada. <laughs> that scans. Uh, and then Australia uh, with 4.5 kilograms. Um, and that's all the wow. criminal Scottish people who were deported <laughs> to uh, Australia. Uh, then we've got the U.S. at 4.2 kilograms, followed by Mexico with a precipitous drop to 2.4 kilograms. Wow. So there's a big jump between the fourth place and the fifth place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and as a final fact, um, <laughs> yeah, the word soup is from the Latin suppa, which refers to a bread soaked in broth. And it entered our lexicon in the 1600s uh, when the French started using soup, S-O-U-P-E. It also is found as a proto-Germanic word, sup, which means to make liquid. And to let me really confuse me, I can, sorry, and to let me really confuse people, I can say like, hey, all, soup's on, time to sup on the soup's on of soup. And... uh, (laughs) Yes, I fill my family with profound hate at every wow. gathering. So. Wow, I have a I have an interesting fact for Suppa as well. Oh, Suppa is the term that we use in Boston to say supper. Okay, and so Suppa is very you know I'm making Suppa, and that's what we use. So it's it doesn't sound as as fancy as what you just said, but it yeah. is used in Boston. Wow. So if you were to say to someone, as I have sometimes done, what's up? Am I saying <laughs> what's soup? Is that really what I'm saying? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we're ever in the, like, the Affleck home and we're like, hey, yo, uh, we want to watch the socks and have some supper, you know, then, then yeah, it'll, exactly. it'll, it'll make sense to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Supper. <laughs> Supper. And supper is always like five o'clock. My grandmother would have supper at five o'clock. Five o'clock. So anywhere I was in the U.S., I knew if I came back to Massachusetts, I would have supper at five. <laughs> yeah. Now that I live with my parents again, I, I we're early bird specialing it. I'm a five o'clock dinner girl myself. Me too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Same. I am doing that. Well, friends, I think it's time to wrap up season two. It's time Yay. For order up. Kelly, who's our guest today? Well, I got to say, I am so glad our guest is on today because when we think of like morning cereals, breakfast cereals, given what this guy does for a living, he is the man to talk about the mornings with. Um, in 1987, he took the helm on New York's most popular morning show, 
The Morning Show, and became the youngest producer on a national talk show when that show became live with Regis and Kathy Lee. As executive producer, he is responsible for the audience warm-ups he's included in the morning chat segments and everything in between. He's an alumni of the University of Colorado School of Journalism and is married to author and TV personality and my friend, Lori Gelman. He's a dad. He's awesome. He's the executive producer of Live with Kelly and Mark. It's Gelman, Michael Gelman. Yay! Thank wow, you I'm very impressed being. by that intro, and I sound very impressive. I should uh, get that introduction every morning. I'm going to give that to Lori. <laughs> it's Lori and your children. <laughs> How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Fantastic. I do need to know, before we get into the questions, Mary will be asking you uh, five very difficult <laughs> Um what is your secret for having energy that early in the day? I need to know. You know, I have a lot of natural energy, but truthfully, um, the way that I keep my energy is kind of my diet and the way I eat. Um, and that includes uh, avoiding cereal. Uh, because <laughs> I'm like a low carb, low sugar guy. Uh, but yeah, and also a uh, six shot uh, espresso, you know, I do a latte every um, morning that like wires me up and <laughs> then that's the end of my caffeine for the day. So I down that I'm, I'm kind of a comatose, you know, guy in the morning going through like the newspapers. And as I drink this six shot latte, all of a sudden I start to come alive <laughs> and I wake up and I'm a real person again. It's a, it's a terrible addiction. <laughs> no, that coffee is definitely definitely a thing. Uh, my boyfriend works for another network, does the morning show thing. I don't. I think he drinks. He's probably about ten cups of coffee in a day. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. See, I I end it right then and there because I'm very affected by caffeine. And if I have like even I don't even trust a decaf when we're out to dinner because first of all they lie. Secondly. <laughs> You know, uh, if they're not lying, there's still a certain amount of caffeine in it, and it yeah. really will perk me up. So the once a year, you know, we do our like after Oscar show, and I really have to be up all night. You know, I'm still like a student. I'll do a couple cups of coffee, and I am wired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Definitely makes sense. Well, I'm going to pass you over to our co-host, Mary. Sure. Mary, are you ready with the five questions. I am. I am. Um, so, uh, Michael, these are our six questions. Okay. And uh, so the first thing we ask all of our guests is, what was the first thing you learned to cook? You know, my mom was a great cook, and uh, and I used to try to emulate her. But really, the first time I really started cooking, because she really uh, was the queen of the kitchen, was when I went on something called Knowles. It was National Outdoor Leadership School. So in this, it's this whole uh, kind of outdoor mountain survival. And you basically fill your pack with almost, let's say, 90 pounds of gear. And then you're in Wyoming hiking for uh, eight weeks. So after the first four weeks, you run out of food and you meet the horse packers. 
So you're in your bag is all this powdered crap, you know, uh, like things that are dried, you know, they, they weren't doing the fancy freeze dried pre-made stuff. You know, this was more army where it was like rice, powdered potatoes, powdered sour cream, powdered eggs, maybe some noodles. And then you'd catch a fish, you know, you'd, you know, kill a bird, you know, whatever it was, like you really were making something out of nothing. And I found it was like, I was good at that. Like I was able to kind of take the things that I saw and liked and make them taste good. And I'd make a, you know, a fake beef stroganoff with, you know, some kind of killed varmint or whatever it was. It was, uh, it, it, it really taught me how to cook. And there's a whole, there's a, actually this little pamphlet that was like the Knowles cookbook. And so I, then I realized that you don't really... I mean, anyone can follow a recipe. So people who say they can't cook, you really can if you can read. Um, <laughs> it's easier. So for me, though, I'm like, I'm a creative. So I'm like, a little of this, a little of that, some more of this, you know. And so I would, I learned there that you don't need to follow the recipe, that sometimes you use it as a guideline. And that also makes me not a very good baker because um. uh, in addition to not wanting to eat <laughs> the stuff, and I'm not such a, don't have such a, a sweet tooth. It's also, you have to be precise and it's chemical reactions that I don't really understand. And so you can't really ad lib and make stuff up like I do. Yeah. Huh. Well, and I think, I'm going to say this, Michael, I don't think the latte got you ready for morning uh, talk show work. I think this did. <laughs> I think hiking eight weeks and making your own food out of dirt and a leaf is what made you ready for more like television. eight weeks, Michael. Well, well, eight. then actually, the last four days they made you throw out whatever was left, and then you went on this final project where you had to like find your way fifty miles out of where you were. And, was this and a punishment? No were you were you a bad child, and this was a punishment? <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. Truthfully, you know, what's funny is that my parents didn't pick any of this. They they've never been, you know, outside of New York City. I I did this out of choice, and I used to even work all year to pay for this stuff. But uh, yeah, and then you would just have to forage for you know pine needle tea, wow. and but you do realize too about I mean we're talking food here is you really don't need food. You know, I mean, in the long term, you do. In 30 days, you're going to die without food. You need water, but food is kind of optional for a while, you know. And so even if you're like have these four days and you're hiking with a heavy pack, you don't you don't really need that. So, you know, fasting and it makes you realize kind of, uh, you know, what you can do without even eating. Hmm. I need food all the time, Michael. <laughs> well, I do. I eat constantly because I need to keep my kind of blood sugar at a certain level. So I, I, the, when Lori, you know, does her intermittent fasting, I'm like, I've had four meals before she's had her 10 o'clock breakfast, you know. And, and I'm notorious at my desk at work. So, you know, I graze all day. So it's like I have my yogurt and pistachios. Then I have my hard-boiled egg, a couple of... Then maybe I have a, a bar. Then I have nuts. Then I have goji berry. Like, I'm just constantly eating because if I don't, you know, I just kind of lose my energy. Like, I, mm -hmm. I use that to keep me going. 
So great. <laughs> um, so since you are from New York City, what was your what meal takes you back to childhood? Well, I mean, childhood, uh, we didn't go out much. So I do actually remember, you know, like when we had the big, you know, restaurant night, you know, to Lynx Log Cabin where they had the, you know, four ninety five full <laughs> lobster dinner or steak or, you know, that kind of thing. Where we'd wait online at these places, you know, that had really like good, hearty, you know, inexpensive food. But um Really, I remember my mom's cooking, and even though you know it was a uh, uh, not an Italian home, um, she would make these big pots of spaghetti sauce and spaghetti and meatballs, and uh, she make lasagnas. And um, I remember her kind of home cooking, and uh, I always thought it was delicious. And I thought, you, I mean, I think a lot of people, you either hate your mother's cooking or it's all you know when you go to someone else's house and they have spaghetti sauce, you're like, oh, what's this? <laughs> you know? So I don't know. It's just what you get used to or, you know, but now actually when I come home and she would make it, I'm like, did she always add this much sugar to that? You know? <laughs> I mean, maybe my tastes have changed or her recipe has changed. I don't know. Or she's like me. She doesn't use a recipe. So mm-hmm. if it's like, oh, you know, mom, what's your recipe for so-and-so? It's like, I don't know, you know, some of this, some of that. You know. <laughs> you know, and I have a philosophy with my cooking, which is more is more. And that means, uh, you know, that means more flavor. So whether it's in my guacamole or in my mm-hmm. tomato sauce, it's like, oh, uh, you know, two cloves of garlic, four cloves of garlic. <laughs> a little bit of hot pepper, double the hot, you know. Oh so God. it's the flavor things I'm, I'm into, like being, you know, highly flavored. Um, and th- that's the way I cook. Yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah, I like a four, I like a four garlic <laughs> pasta. I do. Sure. Um, does your spouse... Lori Gelman, partner, have a food habit that drives you nuts. Example, puts ketchup on eggs. Um, I don't think she she really does. I mean, we do actually, we'll get back to cereal for a sec. Yeah, uh, yeah it drives me crazy when she eats cereal, you know, because she's always saying um, she actually likes cereal. Uh, and even when the kids do it, like I wouldn't have it in the house. You know, but, but they, uh, I'm just like, that does it is not a good way to start your day. Uh, I'm like, you know, have some protein, ha, you know, have an egg, have a yogurt. Um, so it's just weird, but she really doesn't, she's, a, she's a good eater overall. Um, she does have a bit of a sweet tooth, which I find hard to, uh, to relate to just cause I don't, but I know, mm-hmm. you know, she's a chocoholic, you know, <laughs> She's a, I'm a dark 90% bitter guy and she's, you know, milk chocolate and she loves all her Canadian, uh, you know, (laughs) chocolates. (laughs) Friends come down and they're like, oh, you have the so-and-sos. I'm like, that looks just like the American one. She goes, no, this is a, it totally tastes different. I'm like, okay. It does. (laughs) It totally tastes different. So Michael. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but myself, Kelly, and Matt are all Canadian, and Mary is American. So one of our episodes, we talked about some Canadian 
treats and snacks like ketchup chips. And we had, we had to, and Mary was like, what are you talking about you people? And we had to send her a Canada care package to introduce her to the Canadian treats. Well, I've spent a lot of time up there and I think I've had a lot of the different treats and some of them are good, but I, mm-hmm. it's, it's not my, um, you know, the, the snacks and the sweets are, aren't my thing, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Lori gets them and loves them. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're, on the same page generally with uh, eating. Oh, one thing, this is something that does drive me crazy. It's, it's <laughs> Knew it would come out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm into my wine, you know, huh. I collect wine, I drink wine, I'm very into it. Um, and, you know, over the years, Lori has gotten into it also. And we've gone to a lot of places and tasted wine and bought wine and drink wine together. And so all of a sudden, one summer, I think it was like three years ago, Lori uh, all of a sudden stopped drinking my the red wine and only started drinking rosé. So mm-hmm. I thought this would end at the end of the summer because rosé is, you know, like a summer mm-hmm. lunch. It's fine, but I, I'm like, rosé is a color, not a kind of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like white wine with a little bit of skin in there. It's like, it's not, God. you know, it's not generally like it's a, a cheap fun, you know, oh, have a sip, a couple of sips, and that's it. And so for a while, it was really driving me crazy. I'd open up this nice bottle of wine, and she'd be like, oh, no, I'm drinking rosé. I'm talking about in the middle of, you know, February or something. And I'd be like, aren't you over that by now? And, uh, <laughs> and then, actually, I started really appreciating it because then I got to, you know, finish the bottle over three days, of course. <laughs> It's like, why am I worrying about her not drinking my, you know, she wants to give it up. That's fine. More for me. (laughs) Amazing. No, yeah. Rosé. I don't know. What's the point? I'm Irish. So what's the point? What's the point of a rosé? Really? Uh, You know, know, it's a beach. It's a beach wine. Exactly. It's a beach wine. It's a beach wine. Um, okay, here is, I already know this answer, but we have to ask it. Okay. Uh, but I have a feeling it'll be interesting. What is your fa- favorite breakfast cereal? Well, <laughs> if I had to have a favorite, it would be oatmeal. Does that uh, count? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be, you know, high in fiber, lowers your cholesterol, you know, keeps you regular. Uh, yeah, and it actually... It tastes good, and and if I do have it, like on a splurge at a hotel that makes it, uh, you know, with a little bit of maple syrup for my Canadian friends, maybe some <laughs> berries, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of walnuts, you know, so I can have the crunchy, a little bit of sweet, um, so that would probably be a favorite, you know, and, and I have experimented with the, uh, overnight oats, you know, you get the oh, Irish oats and you, yeah. you know, leave them, uh, just in the fridge for, till they, you know, get saturated. And so, uh, if, if I had a favorite, it would be that, but then I, I mean, I do have the reminiscing, um, thinking mm-hmm. about, uh, childhood and, you know, Captain Crunch was actually, oh. yeah. And ah. then you, would, of course, you drink the milk or the, <laughs> The cocoa, what was it? The cocoa, cocoa puffs? Krispies or mm. in Canada, there's a different name for it actually. But mm. it was, was like it Count Chocula. I, I think he was the spokesperson for cocoa krispies. It was no Count Chocula were the little just like little marshmallows, the oh, little like corn balls. Mm. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, yeah this cocoa is puffs. like cocoa rice krispies yeah. with cocoa chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's 
Cocoa Krispies. Okay, Cocoa Krispies. Right. Okay. Yeah. Rice Krispies. Okay. yeah, those, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, as a yeah. kid and even, again, another hot cereal, cream of wheat, yeah. you know, they, my mom used to make for us and, you know, but now I turn my nose up at all those. <laughs> and growing up, I mean, with my kids, I don't think they ever, I don't think we ever had that stuff in the house. Mm-hmm. I think maybe during the pandemic, they started, Lori would buy Cheerios or, mm-hmm. you know, and probably the, the icky organic, you know, <laughs> low sugar ones. You know? <laughs> and, and we'd give those to the kids maybe a little bit, but. <laughs> and this is a perfect segue and is Michael cereal soup. Um, I mean, it's as much soup as it, as it is stew. Is it stew? Mm. I mean, that would be my question back to you. Um, I think that's a valid question. Yeah, of course <laughs> it is. Uh, I would say no, except that you can put cereal you know, like I like a, in a soup, like a barley or a farro, you know, but I wouldn't consider that it, it's a cereal uh, from an agricultural point of view, just just like tomato is a fruit. It's really, you know, from a culinary perspective, it's, it's a vegetable, mm-hmm. but, you know, but I wouldn't call that cereal. So I would say no, cereal is, is not soup, um, in my opinion. Hmm. That is fair. That's very definitive. And he, <laughs> and and Michael, you're the first guest that spoke about barley within a soup. <laughs> so that I think gives us some sort of scientific rating somewhere. I mean, I think you, you guys thing- don't like a good barley soup. It's del- a delicious, very um, healthful too. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Not yeah. my favorite. With with a like a really beefy broth and yeah. chunks of Braised meat, come on. So it was one of the, yeah, it's one of the soups that I'd go mm-hmm. to when I had a cold. Very hearty. My mom a hearty soup. It's hearty very soup. hearty, yeah. Yes. It's, it's yeah. a wintery, yeah. I wouldn't have it, you know, in summer. But, um, yeah, oftentimes at my desk at work, I'll just, for years, I would order a soup in, and that was one of my favorites, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, see, I'm going to make a really big problem on the show now. I'm going to okay. be honest. And it's our last episode of our six episodes of Cereal Soup. I do not think stew is a soup. I think it is not a soup because you can use a fork. Oh. Huh. Yeah, but I could use a fork and eat my uh, Captain Crunch, so that doesn't prove yeah. anything. Yeah. But not as easily, Michael. <laughs> well, you also could use a straw. I mean, I don't think you utensil... Mary has a lot of rules, Michael, about yeah, time I mean, of day. You can eat certain cereal with, chops, with chopsticks. It's, mm-hmm. Come on. It's true. I don't think the utensil no. defines what you're eating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think about that. I'm thinking. <laughs> no, I never have considered stew soup. I know that's weird. I know, guys. It's just I, thick. I, it's thick soup. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't argue yeah. that they're not closer. They're way more closely related than cereal, is my point. Mm. Cereal mm-hmm. is not soup. Stew, I, I mean, is the, the cousins. closer cousins. relationship would be is stew a soup or soup a stew. Yeah. I feel like mm. they're like second cousins. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> 
twice removed (laughs) (laughs) on your father's side. And we don't talk to them anyway. (laughs) Well, what if you had oatmeal and you put an egg on it? Oh my God. You people and your eggs on things. Oh, I love eggs on things. Yeah. Nice runny. I would do that. I mean, I love an egg with a soft yolk on almost anything. Um, you know, sandwiches, burgers. I'm in the minority salads. here. I know. Yeah, no, that's always yummy to me. <sighs> yeah, the yolk just adds oh, a yeah. nice richness, and it to is everything. sort of the perfect food. Um, I, last uh, week or two weeks ago, I took one of these tests. I don't know if they allowed them in Canada, and even in New York, they don't. I took it down here. <laughs> it, it measures these food sensitivities, things yes, you have. Some- I've done that. Okay, yep. so this was testing 240 foods or something. And, and you prick your finger and it took forever to do the drip out onto some piece of paper. And the things that they said I had, I, I was mildly reactive because I feel like I'm not really allergic to anything. But the things that it said that I was had a reaction to were the things that I eat the most. So oh, it, was, it was like milk, you know, which uh, almonds which I've eaten a lot oh. over the years and uh, an egg whites was in the moderate category. And in the oh. lower category was every other dairy product uh, plus egg yolks. Hmm. And I was, uh, I mean, I'm not going to really change my uh, diet too much. Oh, and, and chicken. Uh, but it was <laughs> interesting that like something you love and it's like, you know, now what am I going to cut all those out? No. <laughs> cancel your plans on becoming a farmer. Just cancel them. <laughs> wow, and it's so chicken egg. Fuck it up. I know. Which came first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think we should all do the food sensitivity test as a, as a special. I've done that- it. I, I did mine maybe three months ago. My you did like a home time. kit, like the way Michael did? No, I went, I went to a place Okay. Uh, again, like Michael, not sure if this is totally legit in Canada, but I've done it. Right. I, it came up for me. Um, I'm allergic to the plastic liner in a cereal box. <laughs> That's what they're <laughs> testing for? They, they tested for that on on a on a chemical and, food oh my. and whatever plastic liner is in the boxes of things to keep them fresh. I've got a reaction to the plastic. Wow. That's a very oh, wow. specific allergy. Yeah. <laughs> Not all plastic. <laughs> just the layers of food. I've tried over the years to do more glass, whether it's mm. You know, mm. bottles and but I just was reading, uh, you know, even with the BPA free, whether it's for the kids or, or you're, yeah. you know, we're way past the baby stage, but mm-hmm. even for ourselves, you know, there's so many of these, you know, plastic containers that, yeah, they say they really do kind of leach certain chemicals. Like I never would heat in them, but a right. lot of them say you can, like it never mm-hmm. throw it in the microwave, but there, a lot of them are microwave safe. It just feels like. Not it feels weird thing. though to microwave plastic to me. I don't know. I I know it says microwave safe, but I always dump it into a bowl. Yes, yeah, or something. Yeah, ceramic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I use it. I think this is a great <laughs> way to end the season. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm is amazing. Sorry, sorry to bring you down. <laughs> I'm not a downer. <laughs> No, I think it's awesome. Um, I still think stew is a meal and not a soup, but we'll get we'll go. Well, now it's a meal, but 
<laughs> it's all over the place. But Mary, why do, we have to define, why do we have to define things? Can't we this just enjoy it. them the way they are? Yeah, yeah, let's just enjoy them the way they are. Exactly. Why do we have to put everything in a box? Right, like a let's cereal label box. everything. Let's yeah. just, you know, get some beef broth and some meat and some potatoes and some, onions and, and carrots. barley. Some, uh, maybe a barley's good to be still a little, make a little mirepoix, mm. thicken it up. You know, and what are we going to call it? Who cares? Let's just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Called yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for joining us, Michael. This was an absolute treat. And uh, just keep doing what you do. I love right. the show. Appreciate and it. You're a delight. Thank you. Great talking Thanks to you. Thanks for all. coming. All Thanks right. Take it easy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Is is episode six? I took everything in me not to go Gilman, um, like my terrible Regis impression that I have Gilman. Um, but I, I I don't know how that man wakes up so early, but he is a delight. Alrighty, listeners, my co-hosts, are we ready for the final total? We're gonna come to you with an answer, listeners. Of if cereal is soup, let's do a drum roll. I wasn't even worth tallying, friends. Uh, this is a solid no. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, uh, the no camp uh, beat the maybes by two. Okay. So it's maybe not as big of a runway as I alluded to, but no, we've we've concluded by our scientific process here <laughs> on Order Up that cereal ain't soup. Um, but Mary, Mary's holding down the yes for it. She is. She's all alone. I am all alone, but I can, I will quote Kareth Foster with her saying they're cousins. And I think that, I think we yeah. can, let's agree that they're, so. they're probably cousins. Yeah. Okay. I can live with that. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, second or third, not first cousin. <laughs> Once removed. Yeah. <laughs> Cousins far enough away that they can have kids. There you exactly. go. Oh, okay. <laughs> then they must be an Irish family. <laughs> Thank you. So glad to be. Oh, my goodness. Well, everyone listening, mm. that has been season two of Order Up. We are going to be back with a third season, and we're going to be diving into a very, very interesting uh, debate. Which team are you on? Pancake or waffle? Ooh, you'll have to tune in and wait for the results. <laughs> Order Up is hosted and produced by Matt Ardill, Mary Kennedy, Larry Kane, Ellie Zanekis, and original music is by Rebecca McDonald. <laughs> <laughs>